Welcome, welcome, welcome all to our next episode. Current episode. To our current episode, which will be about how to be environmentally friendly. Woohoo! How to help save the environment. Save the earth uh, from this is, impending doom. This is a trigger warning for anyone who doesn't believe in global warming. If you don't believe in global warming, then I am afraid you are a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you, Donnie. <laughs> I mean, each to their own, but... Each to their own, but when the overwhelming majority of the scientific community in the entire world is unanimously agreeing on, on this, um, I don't think it's to each their own anymore. I think at that point... You gotta wake up and, and smell the bacon. Yeah, or, or don't, because bacon's actually not great for the environment. But, but you love bacon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in moderation. But despite anyone's beliefs on whether you think the earth is warming or it's flat or anything like that, I think it, it goes back to just the idea of that we need the earth. And no matter what, whether or not global warming was a thing, uh, we can't keep taking it. And taking and taking. And if it's not happening right now, and if you don't believe it happening right now, it will then happen at the rate that we're going at. Just because everything's being used up and nothing's being given back. Although, I say that with the caveat of I do believe things are shifting. And I think awareness has been gained more and more, especially by the younger generations. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Thanks to, I think, in no small part to Bill Gates. I think he's done a lot of work in that area. Yeah. To raise but awareness. I also think it's just kind of like it's something that's naturally more and more happening and we're more inclined to it um just because of living circumstances, you know. Now that a lot of people don't have green space and they're stuck in cities and stuff, they're just naturally trying to find more and more and create more and more options to have some sort of environmental reversal of like cityscaping and and all the modernization we've basically done. Like with green roofs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, today's topic is more so just just different ways. And I I mean, we were talking about the, the podcast before the podcast. And I mentioned that, you know, I, I wanted to focus on just one point, And that is that, at least to me, this is pretty important. And whether you make a really small change... Where it literally is like the smallest thing you do not care. You turn the lights off, you know, before you leave the house um, to something huge like you're investing in a whole solar panel renovation on your house. The smallest thing really does matter. I do I do think if you were to add up that mm-hmm. 1% yeah. that everyone contributes, I can't talk. Contributes. Contributes. Um, it would add up. It would add up. And I think that's the number one excuse that people make. It's like... Oh, who cares what I do? It's not going to make a difference anyway. It's like the large corporation. Yeah, that do but unfortunately, the problem is not going to get solved with that kind of thinking. That's exactly it. So if you get anything, just just one thing out of this and you can implement it, that would be amazing. Right. Because this is a global issue. It's affecting everybody and it's going to take everybody to, to do something about it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it won't matter whether you're rich or you're poor. Like if the earth burns and crashes you're burning and crashing with it yeah it's not going to segregate you um in any way unless you're you know 
bunkering down in some very elite bunker that money has bought you. Um, but generally speaking, I don't think that you're going to get saved by any sort of difference of skin tone or difference of wealth or where you live in the world. Um, and so on that note, that let's, talk note. About, let's talk about how to, how to help make a difference. How to stop this doomsday from happening. <laughs> yeah. And so it goes, I think the, the range that we're going to talk about today is from personal, um, you know, what you can implement to even information sharing, you know, that's a really big part of it. And we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, to also um, consumerism and just globally choices. And if you're lucky enough or not lucky enough, I guess if you're privileged enough to have a business, um, there's a lot of things you can be doing on that scale as well. Uh, but for, for the most part, we will be focusing today on what we've done. And like most things on this podcast, you know, it, it's personal experiences and things that we find that we do and that should be isn't easy enough for others to implement as well. Um, Arya actually took a whole course. I did. I took a whole university course on climate change. So, and I am just an encyclopedia of knowledge right now. That is currently empty. <laughs> that is <laughs> currently an empty encyclopedia of knowledge. Yeah. I regret to say that a lot of the information that I gained in that course may have gone in one ear and out the other, but I did pick up a few gems along the way that I may drop in this episode. So with that, the point of this episode is not to be like the course that Arya took, but rather the gems that he stole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, so we can start with, you know, your personal life. And that is is so vast like the number of opportunities you have to make an impact is ridiculous and people don't even realize that it goes anywhere from the energy consumption you have and that can be switching your light bulbs you know to energy efficient light bulbs super easy thing to do super easy not even that expensive really also, I was gonna save, save you, you money it'll save you money to do this yeah in the long run you're actually saving more money than the investment of that one light bulb that you yeah. are buying and um, by long run it's like your monthly electric bill will be less so you'll see the returns immediately right um and it can also range into the same thing with you know the water usage you have in your house whether that's how you wash your dishes and how you leave the water running when you're taking a bath or, you know, brushing your teeth, um, you know, being aware of the resources that you are using in your life. And so to do that, I think something everyone can do is just throughout your day, if you were to just track like, well, my showers are 40 minutes. Holy, that is a long shower. And I do that every day. Well, then there you go. That's, that's one thing. That's some water you could say for mother earth. Um, and Honestly, there are so many documentaries on just the the way water is being used right now is just so so ridiculous in, in especially North America and European countries where you know we're privileged enough to have access to so much clean water. People don't realize that it's actually such a such a, a rare resource. Yeah, and it really is being depleted more and more. We have a finite amount of clean water on this earth and it's we have such a wasteful culture in North America and Europe, right. especially with it just leaving the tap running. It's it's kind of everywhere um, on on the scale of just how much we take for granted. And of course, you know, we can break this episode down into many, many episodes. 
but this is just an overview of everything. So number one would just being aware of the resources you're using from electricity to water to energy. You know, do you really need AC on when you're not home or the heater on when you're not home? Can you have a fan in a place? And if you were to just go on Google and literally search alternatives to the different things you're looking for, you would find a list of things to help you. And Alternatives I'm, to what? Alternatives to, um, you know, having your AC on all day. So you, you could search up fans and, you know, there's some that are, there's also devices that are solar pan or solar, 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 <laughs> solar powered. Um, and so there's, there's just like efficient ways. Kind Harness of, the power of the sun. Correct. Um, efficient ways to kind of do it. Um, and on that note, there's also a ton of devices, you know. Uh, I just, I was looking at something and I found like Logitech has solar powered keyboards. So you don't even need batteries or anything like that. Uh, and you just have a, a solar powered mm. keyboard. And it of must course. be great for people who don't work in dark corners like <laughs> myself. <laughs> That's true. Um, so obviously it would be um, dependent on your situation. But if you were to just analyze that, take note of it, and then kind of see what you can change there. And like I said, even the smallest thing, whether it's when you wash your clothes, instead of using, you know, hot water all the time, can you wash certain clothes with cold cycles? Do you need to put it in the dryer or can you put it on a drying rack? That's a huge one. That's one of the things I remember from the climate change course was use uh, like a air, like air dry, like just hang your clothes yeah and i mean i used to do that all the time growing up in the backyard i still actually really enjoyed it it was like a fun thing for me my um, roommate did that all the time yeah I, I i did that at one point with my roommate as well um and it's i feel like there's certain things that are taboo and i've and i've actually been around kids or like people and like ew why are you doing that that's like so weird or you're so hippie or like, honestly i think hippie is such a misused word Arya says that sometimes to me as well and yeah I, but that's more to do with your <laughs> with your outfits <laughs> well they can't see that um but i i do mean you know and it's a misused term in terms of like people are like oh hippies are just like these free earth loving hey let me tell you hippies people. are hot thanks <laughs> he only means one and that's me um yeah but no <laughs> I, I i simply mean that if you are trying to change things don't let others opinions influence you do what feels good to you and feels right to you and works for your lifestyle um anything other than that doesn't matter so that moves on to once you've analyzed how you live uh, in general you can you can analyze the different tools you use like i said you know like keyboards or anything that you can implement if you have more monies uh, and you're able to invest and you know you own property and stuff another great way is to change the energy sources you're using solar solar wind yeah um hydro yeah there's so I don't know many how you do hydro but there's a lot of different things uh you know you can even if you have a house and you have a garden and you water you can get rain barrels um and a lot of different communities actually have it like on their websites where they have discounted rates for different things you can compost uh you can you can you know use different resources that exist inside of your your area basically um, if you just search it up, you know, most communities and or cities or towns, they kind of have a website and you can go on it and they have different shops that you can see discounted rates for a rain barrel or a composter, certain plants, uh, different things. That's a side note, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just for you to kind of have. 
And that way you'd be saving water. Um, a lot, a new trend is living off grid. Like, what do you mean living off grid? A lot of people, they just basically do not live on any energy grids. So anything oh, that's just, connected to the city. fully self-sustained? Yeah. Well, what and, about their water? Uh, so they, they do everything basically. Like they have like wells and stuff on yeah. their property? Yeah. So they, what about gas? What do you mean? What about like gas? Natural gas. Well. Like for their stoves or something. There's a lot of different ways they go about it. And this is like a whole in-depth thing. But, you know, they do it from the methane that they get from the washroom and different things like that. Wow. Or compost and stuff. That's, I didn't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's there's different ways. Um, and or they just tap into different sources of of living. I'm not well versed in everything about that. But I'm simply saying it's it's definitely becoming more of a trend. And if you were into it could definitely search it up and there's so much content out there for you to absorb um just as an option you know if you're bored one day and you're like oh what's off-grid living go ahead look into it it's super cool um and maybe you'll want to implement some of those things if you have the money the time and or are interested in it um i have a question for you yes maybe you could tell us you could educate us so i know that Animal farming in the way that it is today mm-hmm. can be a big source of greenhouse gases, mm-hmm. especially cow farming. Mm-hmm. Um, what can the what can the average person do to change their their eating and grocery shopping habits to help well, with the environment? That's pretty much the next thing. You know, one of your other habits is your shopping habits and specifically your food habits. Yeah, let's talk about food. Your favorite? My favorite, yeah. <laughs> That's literally what Arya's mind is always on. Sometimes I'm scared of his questions and he's like, you have to promise me there'll be food there. It's like, yes, there. you'll be fed. Um, yeah. It's like, do you want to go to my mom's house? Will there be food? Yes, <laughs> yes I will go. <laughs> um, so, so on that note, yes, the food choices you make really do matter. And it starts with what you buy in terms of, you know, as Arya is saying, meats, vegetables, and everything like that. Um, you are correct when you're talking about cows um, being more negatively impacting the environment. I heard it has something to do with their farting. It's their methane. They release a lot of CO2 into the environment. And the, with their farts. Uh, yeah. Or with their breathing. Yeah, it's Probably a lot both. of things. It's and I'm, and I'm putting a disclaimer like... I do not know everything about Yeah, we're not this. scientists here, guys. This is literally just what I know. This is this is a podcast about what we know. Yeah, it is we're having a conversation here. Two okay. little minds. Those are medium-sized minds. Okay, fact checkers, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, but so, essentially... But I have it on a good source that they fart a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, they may be related to... Uh, to what? I was going to say something, but I don't know if it's podcast for Wow, okay. I may insult the person I say it to, but related to someone I know. Are you talking about me? No, not you. Oh, are you talking about... Someone someone else, but anyways. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> they know who they are. Um, no. <laughs> so, so when, you, when farming is done, there's a lot of different ethical ways to do it. Um, and the... The funny thing is people who look at the typical farm setup, you know, when you look at those ads of like, I'm a dairy farmer, look at my dairy farm or anything like that. Those aren't actually sustainable because the way farming has been done through the industrial era is that you grow one crop continuously on a piece of land and you, you so actually you just like grow corn every year. Yep. 
And the funny thing is, I think, I don't remember the statistic exactly, but like almost half of the percentage of corn that's being produced isn't even for human consumption. It's for the damn cows. It's for the damn cows. Although I do love corn. So. Very much. Well, yes, but, but it's just interesting that we're spending all this resource to grow something and all of that energy taken into growing the corn and the toll it has on the environment itself then goes to feed the cows, which are, you know, penned up and they don't get to kind of have that space to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, if you, if you were to look it up into like intercropping and everything, basically the way naturally you want to have it is that they'd have different sections of land that grow and rotate crops and are mingled into each other. They support each other. So you'd grow corn with uh, beans or whatever else supports it, you know? And then each year or each few months, the cows get to rotate their their crops. So they actually help by pooping on the ground and helping the manure and then something new grows Mm -hmm. there and they're eating the weeds or whatever is there. That's a sustainable way to do it. A lot of the time, it's not like that. And add it on. It's it's hard to blame the farmers though, right? Because they're trying to make a living. No, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues politics involved i'm just simply saying what would be ideal Mm -hmm. um and the other thing to be aware of is that there's a lot of hormones and unsafe conditions that a lot of the animals that we eat are grown in and that's becoming more and more of a you know like awareness factor we're like oh my god it's not locally grass-fed homegrown grass-fed hormone-free antibiotic-free you know yeah and they are they are important like i know i said that in a sarcastic voice but it is important because that is going in your body and it's also what you are buying. So and you also a, want to support that. You want to, yeah, you want to support the grass fed, you know, the, you want to support the healthy stuff so that some of these worse farms can maybe start to transition also to, because the money is do, there. Cause yeah, cause the money, sh- the market will shift towards healthier. And the sooner we can accelerate that transition, the, the better it will be for the earth. So that point is simply this, your money has a voice. Um, I know you may think it's like, oh my God, that's like $4 more for me to buy that. Or maybe $15 more to buy it, depending on whatever you're Damn. buying. Yeah. And like, do I really need that? Well, then maybe you should make a choice and see, do you actually really need to eat that? Because it's A, not good for you. What you're putting in is what you're getting out. So, you know, when you see those acne spots or you don't feel great after eating that, um, God forbid people, you know, who get sick and have cancers and stuff. That's just accumulated toxins in your body that are that are being like what you're saving a few dollars right now, but in the long term you're spending more on your health and your well being. Mm-hmm. So can't put a price on your health. No, and it's hard to do that. I mean, we've been there. You know, sometimes you're like, oh my god, that's such a good price. I want to buy that, whatever. Or you go buy junk food or whatever it is. That's fine. That's that's a whole topic of healthy eating. But when you are purchasing anything especially in relationship to like um, vegetables and meat, any fresh produce, it's really important to see where it's from. It can be a little hard to do that sometimes. Sometimes it's not there. But a lot of the time, like at least in our grocery stores, you know, say it's locally Ontario grown or you can go to your farmer's market. You know, those aren't even that expensive. They're really, they're not much No, I I never really find the farmer markets to be more expensive. Yeah. Like maybe a tiny bit, if anything. But Right. Um, So I... Like you always get a good feeling. You you see yeah. the farmer face to face. You're like, hey, you know, person, hey, guy, 
Thanks. You know where it's coming from. And yeah. you can ask them. That's the best part. Like, if you're not sure, you could be like, hey, where is this from? You know, how do you grow this? Or um, anything you may have. Hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Unless the horse is down on the table. And you're <laughs> another, um, another, I'm sorry, to, another interesting <laughs> thing I saw the other day was this graphic. I think either you showed it to me or I showed it to you or something where it was like how much water it takes to make the foods you like. And like burgers took a lot of liters of water because you need the water to, to grow the corn to mm. then feed the cow. Mm-hmm. But then you also need the water that the cow drinks to mm-hmm. stay alive. Mm-hmm. So by the time the cow is, you know, fully grown, slaughtered and on your hamburger, it's taken like liters and liters of water. Mm-hmm. And water, as we mentioned, is a rare and depleting resource. Yeah, exactly. Um and that doesn't mean you have to go vegan or anything like that. It simply means... No, fuck that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to the vegan community, but uh, F that. <laughs> no, there, I mean, there's alternatives, you know, like real meat or whatever, if you do wish to go that way. But it just means to maybe change those habits. And I think that's the entire point here being made is that change the little habits. So if you're having meat like five days a week, maybe you can Well, first have of all, that's unhealthy. Yeah, but, you that's know, some good. people do that. I know. I some mean, I pretty have- much do <laughs> Some people have, (laughs) not with me, you don't. Uh, Some people have, you know, McDonald's every day or whatever. And that's just a lifestyle choice. But if you can cut out even one day and then make it two, but start small, you know, consistently, that's a huge thing. Um, And on that note, be aware of the packaging everything comes in. A lot of the time you don't realize it. um, But if you were to analyze how much garbage gets thrown out each year, it is ridiculous. Like, you just buy stuff, and then you you don't even care what it comes in. And it's funny, because I remember seeing, like, there's different memes on this, too, you know, where you see, like, why do you need to put an orange peel into, or sorry, a peeled orange into a jar? You know, they sell, like, those peeled fruits, and it's like, hmm, I wonder what would protect an orange naturally. Oh, the skin. And it's like... (laughs) It's like, why are you putting it into a plastic container? Then you're like, seriously, that lazy, you can't peel an orange. Um, and that's a, that's a good example. Yeah, but it's true. It happens all the time. And it's like, I mean, it's a lazy factor. In all honesty, humans have just become used to convenience. But if you're willing to just not support that and just, again, spend your money on things that matter. And, you know, when you go to a farmer's market and stuff, it's really easy. That's another change you can do is when you go to buy your groceries. Are you actually did this as one of his things? Use your own bags. Use your own boxes. Use a way that doesn't need to be thrown yeah, out. Yeah, that's such an easy change to do, too. That was another one of the things that they they were talking about in that climate change course. That's what I meant. Yeah, that was your that was your final project. Yeah, that was one of the, yeah, like, one of, uh, yeah. Our project was to, like, make some some change and then document it and whatnot. And my change was to, to use, you know, bring my own bags. It's such an easy thing to do. And if you think about how many plastic bags you're saving like per year and how much energy footprint that's saving because they don't they don't go anywhere you know they're stuck here for thousands of years plastic yeah, is they not end up gonna... in the ocean or something and some fucking poor turtle i'm sorry i dropped two f-bombs this episode <laughs> <laughs> some poor turtle <laughs> like gets wrapped up in it and well more than that we're actually we have we have not enough land space to keep putting garbage into you know mm-hmm. and dumping it into again and again so anytime you're buying anything with plastic Keep an eye out. Like something really interesting is, I know a lot of people don't do this, but when you get those 
booklets on like what to throw out and what not to put into your recycling bin and green bin and garbage bin. People don't notice it. Um, but separate out your garbages. Like it is so easy to do. All you need is to put like a garbage bin next to a green bin and just the recycling bin. If you separate them and they're right next to each other, what difference does it make than if you were to have one in one bag to put everything in, you know? Yeah. And all you have to do is at the end, just throw it in a separate bin. Um, it's, it's, really it's not such, that hard. it's such an easy thing to implement. Like it's just you, laziness really is what it is. Right. And lack of knowledge. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, like if you can compost. No, but it is laziness because you know, you should, everybody knows they should do it. I guess. Yeah. There's nobody that has never heard, like you, you couldn't stop somebody in the street and then they would be surprised if you told them they have to separate their garbage. Yeah. Like they would know about it at least. Yeah. So, I mean. I think that for me, it's like a huge thing. It kind of gets on my nerve. I'm like, oh, you just need like two garbage bins. That's it. Just throw one in the compost. And I and already seen it where it's just like, I roll my eyes and I'm like, oh my God. It's, oh my God, uh, dude. That was the wrong bin. Well, more than that, <laughs> you don't even have two bins to separate it out into. Or even when you're walking around, I know I've told my friends where it's like, oh, why are you throwing like that recyclable cup into the garbage? Because it's the closest thing that's just there. And I mean, it's easier than just holding on to that cup, you know, until you get home to throw it into your recycling bin. Laziness. It's laziness. But that little thing makes a difference. If you see garbage on the street and you are wearing anything or you can wash your hands or something, obviously, like don't just touch any garbage. But, you know, if it seems relatively okay, you can go throw it out. Or if you're really in a, in a good mood and you, you know, have free time, pick make, up. Make, make it a day, you know, mm-hmm. take your few friends and go garbage picking. Uh, we did that on Earth Day and it was, you know, it was a fun adventure and it's not, it's not like a weird thing to do or anything. No, you just have a good time. And you'd be surprised at how quickly you can fill a bag of garbage up just off the side of the street, you know? Like, there is so much just... Crack some cold ones and you'd be surprised how long you could pick up garbage for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. We did not drink. No. Um, but, you know... Don't let your laziness stop you from, from you know, just help, just doing the right thing to help the earth. Garbage disposal is one of the biggest contributors because some of you can't dispose of like we can't get rid of garbage right like recycling can get recycled right but when you're talking about these plastics that don't biodegrade what do you do if you burn them the freaking greenhouse gases go and tear up the atmosphere if you bury them it still finds a way back into the atmosphere in some god knows how way yeah and if you throw them in the ocean then the poor turtles die and it still goes into the atmosphere. It has to yeah, go somewhere. And, and it's, yeah, exactly. Like, no, like we, we can't get rid lose, of this lose, stuff. Lose. It's a lose, it's a lose, lose, lose. We cannot get rid of this. Like, we can't dispose of the garbage. Right. And so just, just freaking use something that's reusable. When you go to, you know, go to get, and this is such a small one, and I've been guilty of it, like, very often, reusable straws, you know. And we've noticed that some places have, like, paper oh, yeah, straws. Which is so nice to see. Um, so that's like, you know, company initiatives. If you have a company and you can do that, you know, make a small change, start using, if you're a food company, oh my God, if you can use those paper, you know, I I guarantee they would, which would any one of these like food companies that did this would win so much customer loyalty. Yeah. Just just, based on this. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I can't speak out of experience, but I know like I personally would really appreciate that. For example, those of you who don't know, when you get those black takeout containers, they're not actually recyclable. They're garbage. Like if you don't reuse them, which you can, by the way, and you should, if you have those ones. You should, with the because plastic they're going to fucking 
Oh, sorry, I dropped another F bomb. Yeah, we're on a roll here. I'm just so passionate about saving the earth. Yeah. But if you want. Sorry, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do want, you're allowed to talk. This is a podcast. Um, if you do want to do things, you know, take your own containers. A lot of places are really okay with that. I know COVID's going on right now, so there may be a bit harder or more restrictions on that front. But you can always just you know be aware that you don't have to throw everything out. You can find a purpose for it, even if it's garbage in the regular sense, like even a garbage bag. Find a second use for it. Keep reusing it until you can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to just throw it out right away. And you don't have to, like, even packaging. A lot of people I know, um, they you reuse, like, the bubble wrap that things come in or the packaging things come yeah, in. Yeah, you never know when you're going to need bubble wrap, so why throw it out? Yeah, and, you know, it's just small things like that. And if you're purchasing things, like, you know, if you're purchasing mailers or anything like that and you have a small business like that, there's so many environmentally different options. Like there's compostable mailers and there's there's just like a ton of stuff. Obviously the price range is a little more, but especially if you're a small business, I 100%, Arya's right, you know, I've seen that where it's just customer loyalty where people are actually impressed and like, oh, you care about the earth, especially our generation, I think. Because like if you think about it, like you know how we said everybody has to do their part, but there is an especially an emphasis on corporations doing their part because they're one of the bigger contributors to the problem. Yeah. So when you see a corporation, you know, taking a step in the right direction and just setting an example for other corporations, like it's it's your it's your civil it's your civic civil or civic it's your civil duty <laughs> to, to support that. Well, it makes you feel good too, I think. I mean, I, for example, and I'm throwing Logitech in here again because I know a bit about Shout them. out Logitech. Thanks. Please sponsor us. <laughs> we need money. Um, <laughs> you know, when they send their products out, it was it was so – I was genuinely impressed because, uh, like, they had basically no – like, no plastic at all other than obviously their product that had – but even that had a story of, like, they have a carbon footprint on the box – about the items carbon footprint from like designing to production to send off for your client to the end cycle of the product so like you know it's pretty in-depth and that's pretty awesome and then all of the packaging was paper so it was all you know recyclable recyclable that's Um, amazing so it was pretty awesome and i think i think you know that's one thing but then on the other note it's what you're actually buying I think the main thing you can do is just buy things that you really need and that are quality. And by that, I don't mean like go buy Gucci and brand names. I mean, it's solid quality. Like, you know, it's not going to break in a year. It's not Mm. cheap plastic and that you have to keep replacing even though it's cheaper because in the long run, that will cost you and the environment more. I I saw a commercial from Levi's, you know, Levi's Mm. jeans with Jaden Smith as the main person in the commercial. And they were saying, you know, how clothes production also harms oh my the environment gosh, huge and huge. they were saying like just buy better and wear longer that was the tagline of the commercial yeah. uh, obviously i'm not saying you should go buy levi's but yeah. i i like the message of it yeah like fashion is one of the biggest things and i love it i mean i some of my favorite youtubers the things they like to you know their promotions and stuff is that they do the clothing um Merch. like no they do they do secondhand clothing um sponsorships you know Mm. these websites that have they're they're basically swapping of clothes and stuff 
Um, and that's super awesome. So they always buy secondhand, but they're really like nice clothes and they're actually discounted. So you're saving money and you're getting something nice and you get to sell your clothes too. So, you know, it's a cycle versus just being like, oh, I don't care. And then throwing it out. Um, even though you only wore it for like, what, six months? I mean, I've seen that, but just buy something you really love that goes for furniture, that goes for your clothes, that goes for like even your technology, especially that I know like technology is a really quick changing industry. But if you don't need it and you don't think it'll last you, don't spend your money on it. Like just don't do it, even if it's a great deal. And this goes like we've spoken about it before, but even if it's a great deal, don't don't be tempted. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's the opposite of Nike's tagline. Don't do it. So, um, yeah, I, I think consumerism, you know, and the choices you make, and that goes from your food to, you know, your clothes to your daily items in life. You can go to different garage sales. I mean, those aren't as common right now, but um, there's different websites. You know, if you live in Canada, Ontario specifically, um, there's something called Buns where they get to like trade item. That's a pretty cool site. Very cool. App, Buns. Yeah, app site. There's Facebook Marketplace where you can do that. There's Kijiji. There's so many places where you can give your items a second home um, and just, you know, kind of help save the environment a little bit, little at a time. I think another really important point, and we touched upon it a little bit in the beginning of the episode, which is just like commu- like communicate this with others and raise the awareness yes. about this because that's such a that's such an important share part this, of this podcast yeah i mean that'd be great for us but <laughs> like just just like you know if you have parents who you see are not following you know the most environmentally friendly sort of steps in their life you could just separate their garbages out for them just educate them raise awareness if you see one of your friends do or say something that is not in line with saving the earth hey Arya, i don't think that the earth is going through global warming listen here you silly (laughs) (laughs) you silly sheep what are you talking about you silly boy you silly girl but yeah just you know because we you know we have to raise awareness that's that's the main thing there's so many people, especially in the older but generation, do that do something with that awareness. You know, it's not just to tell someone not do anything yourself. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you have to do what you preach. Yeah, but but preach it. But preach it absolutely, because there's so many people in the older generations that you know are just not on the environmentally friendly wave, and I mean, we as the younger generation kind of have to carry this thing on our shoulders. Yeah, and if it's if it's not going to be us, then it's going to be nobody. We're all going to burn up and die. Dun, 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 dun. We need the earth, but end the earth the doesn't episode. need us. <laughs> the end of this episode is we don't want to all burn up and die. Yes, I don't want to die. I don't want to have all of the nice cities in the world get flooded get flooded because the, the glaciers are melting. New York, you know how many people live in New York? It's going to be completely underwater. It's going to be the next Atlantis. They showed us that in high school, and I remember being so scared. I was like, oh my god. God. I know, and that's why I've never been to New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, but I mean these, and that's the thing. I think uh, a lot of a lot of places always go like, not places, sorry, um, documentaries. You know, like there's conflicting things where it's like we're almost at the point of no return, and then there's we're at the point of no return. But 
I've, we've, I've, we've, I've already, lit- we've already done ir- irreversible damage. In certain areas, But yes. we're not at the point of no return. We're close, though. We are. And that's why it's so important to... Even if you make a small change, or even if you just try to raise awareness, like, every little bit would help right now. Yeah. And, you know, obviously not everyone has the capabilities to do everything. We're not saying, like, you, you, you know, you need to go spend all the money you have on this and that and having, like, the right environmental choices. But... Also be conscious that sometimes the things you think are more expensive in the short term are actually less expensive in the long term. And those options are available and actually help you and the environment doubly. So, you know, why not? Just just a little investment, like we said, even the you know, the light bulbs or yeah. you get to have light bulbs you can get this is I guess a slightly more expensive investment, but you can get um smart plugs and have your lights on timers. Yeah. So they only turn on when you need them and then turn off immediately Yeah, as soon as you don't need them anymore. Yeah. Or, you um, know, the ones that are connected to your smartphone or whatever. That yeah. Connect. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, even not leaving your, your charger. I mean, I don't know about this anymore, but I remember when I was younger, I was like, don't leave all your items in the charger because they're just charging and draining batteries. And whatever. I think that's true. Uh, I, I think, think it depends true. what it is, but uh, in my house, I remember we used to like always take the toaster out, for example, from the, mm. the or the microwave. The microwave, I think, is actually a huge one. So we used to, we unplug the microwave every time we yeah, use I it. Yeah, I noticed that when I was at your house. Yeah. Um, so those are small things, you know, and that's that's exactly it. Find what works for you, what you can fit into your lifestyle, and then keep implementing more and more. Um, but I really do think for, if you can do two things, you know, your garbage a try to reduce it as much as you can like do not do not have garbage in the first place because once it's in the garbage it's it's just it's just screwing the earth over mm-hmm. and two is you know try and add as much if you can compost yourself that's pretty awesome but at least put it most cities and towns have composting programs if you can separate your garbage out that is amazing amazing and you know if you can just be conscious of your shopping choices, then woot woot <laughs> party um, for the earth. I mean, obviously, you know, you can you can do so many things. You can plant trees. There's tree planting programs. You can do it yourself. You can plant your own trees, grow your own food. You can donate to have trees planted. Yeah. You know, so many little things. Uh, there's This list could go on forever. This could be the longest podcast ever. But the point this is, is an overview yeah, of everything to bring you awareness. The point is there's a lot you can do. Start small. Just, Save the just earth. do something. Do something to help. Um, raise awareness. Me. Please tell your parents. Tell your friends. Um, don't, you Post know. it on Instagram. Hashtag save the earth. Yeah, absolutely. If you have a, a coffee cup in your hand, don't throw it in the garbage just because it's convenient. Hold on to it till you get to a recycling bin. Yeah. Stuff like that. Be aware of what goes in the recycling bin and what goes into the garbage, you know, and uh, have fun while you're at it. Mm-hmm. And you can you can get a friend to do it with you, yeah, and just you know, have fun being a team and be like, oh my god, this is how I saved the earth today, and then they can be like, this is how I saved the earth today, and then you have a little Earth buddy with you. If you have friends, if you don't, uh, you can if leave you us a voice message and overrated. let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be your friends. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, you know, I think that's the main thing. If you just do a little change, oh my God, that'd be so awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just spread it, do the, do the effect of the domino effect, you know, where 
just topple it over and it'll lead to more and more good. And uh, hopefully we'll save the earth just with a podcast at a time. Yeah. All right, friend. I think we've we've said our piece. Do you have any final words you'd like to say or? No. Go smell the flowers and uh, pick up the garbage on the way. That's it. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys have a great week. And we'll catch you around the same time next week. Yeah, we'll catch you same time next week. And uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.